0: People, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and today um, I'm sorry to share uh, some bad news with you guys. Um, Actor Michael K. Williams, Michael K. Williams, uh, you might know him as Omar from The Wire. uh, The extraordinary actor uh, was found dead today, and um, they're already talking about some things that uh, I'm not going to dwell on because uh, it's kind of making me sad. And uh, I I felt that this brother, who's an extraordinary actor who uh, many of you know about, uh, is the kind of guy that deserves to be uh, properly eulogized and uh, not that I'm the one to deliver the eulogy for anybody. I'm not trying to put myself in that position, but I will say that uh, I read about Michael K. Williams and, and what happened to him today. And I felt the need to discuss it real quick. Um, And so uh, let let me go ahead and get started on this and I'll give you guys the story of what's going on. Uh, Give me a yes or no if you heard about this or if you even knew who Michael K. Williams was. I mean, Michael K. Williams uh, was one of the best actors out there. I mean, I don't know how how many of y'all saw Michael K. Williams in Boardwalk Empire Uh, when he was in Boardwalk Empire. He was extraordinary. I mean, he did a great job in in that show. Um, Now, a lot of you saw him in The Wire. You know, he uh, he did a great job in The Wire, and I think that's kind of the role that broke him out. But, uh, but I, I'll actually share my screen. I want to share some imagery. Uh, I really liked him a lot in Boardwalk Empire, I, and maybe it's just because I just really liked the show. But then again, The Wire was probably the best show ever in the history of TV. Uh, but here's some images of Michael K. Williams in Boardwalk Empire, you know, just looking real sharp. And um, that was a real fun uh, show to watch because he also – acted along another brother that's very um you know i i would say underrated i actually wrote it today uh before i even knew about michael k williams dying i actually wrote about how jeffrey wright jeffrey wright is an actor that's underrated and there's some images of omar or not omar i'm sorry michael k williams in boardwalk empire just looking real sharp and so uh, anyway I, i'll give you guys the story real quick and uh let you all know uh, what happened uh, with, with Michael. Uh, all right. So uh, basically um, I'm grabbed the first source I'm grabbing here is, is uh, the New York post. Maybe that's not the best source, but I'm just going to give it to you. Y'all know me. I just give you the facts um, based on what is being reported. Uh, the wire actor, Michael K Williams was found dead of a suspect suspected heroin overdose in his Brooklyn penthouse. Monday afternoon, law enforcement sources told the post Williams was discovered unconscious in the dining room of his luxury Williamsburg pad, with what appeared to be heroin on the kitchen table, sources said. Um, His nephew found him around 2 p.m., and the acclaimed TV star was officially pronounced dead at 2.12 p.m., adding that it appeared that Williams had fatally OD'd. I found the body, said a weeping man at the scene, talking into his cell phone. Tears streamed down his face, and the man shook as he sat alone at, at a table outside the building, barely able to get words out. The city medical examiner's office was at the building and eight NYPD cops, at least two supervisors, were outside. Uh, And uh, it also they also the the police are saying that there was no foul play suspected. Um, the, uh, The the Flatbush native currently a 2021 Emmy Award nominee as best supporting actor for Lovecraft Country which uh, I did not get a chance to really watch Lovecraft Country. I'm not going to lie. My wife loved it, though. My wife loved it. I heard great things about the show, and I'm sure if he was in it, it was good. Um, He was the best supporting actor in Lovecraft Country. He was famous for his role as Omar Little in the gritty TV series The Wire. And as Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire, Williams had been open about his personal struggles with drugs through the years, including during filming The Wire, saying that getting so into the role of Little, who robs drug dealers, affected him in real life. Uh, The acclaimed actor told NPR in 2016 that he once, once stumbled into a church in New Jersey, desperately seeking help for his addiction. When I came through those doors, I was broken. This was, I would say, around the third season of The Wire. I was on drugs. I was in jeopardy of destroying everything I worked so hard for. And I came in those doors and I met a man who had never even heard of The Wire, much less watched it, he said, referring to the pastor. I wrote my full name down, Michael Kenneth Williams. And in the office, the pastor turns around and he says, so what do you want to be called man? I said, well, you know my name is Michael, but I could do Mike he says, why does everybody say Omar Omar's in trouble And I was like, oh this dude is clueless about the show William said so um, it looks like drugs was kind of something that he he'd been struggling with and uh, and I'm not really here to dr- drill into that I kind of feel like you know on the day somebody dies that's not the day really to talk about areas where you know they could have done better I, I'm not here to say that at all but what I am gonna say, is um, is that whether he died from the addiction or not, and I know that black folks don't like to really talk about that. We, we, we tend to gloss over drugs. We tend to, when Whitney died, nobody wanted to talk about the drugs. You know, when uh, DMX died, nobody wanted to talk about the drugs. Uh, when Michael Jackson died, Prince died. You know, a lot of other people died. Nobody wants to talk about the drugs. And, uh, and I will go at risk of offending a lot of people by saying, um, I've always wanted to talk about the drugs. And the reason I want to talk about the drugs is for the same reason I believe Michael K. Williams was talking about the drugs. Um, I believe he was talking about the drugs because if you look at it from a big picture perspective, drugs have been the number one factor that has destroyed more black men and more black women in this country than anything else in in, in the history of America. The war on drugs when, when the CIA was dropping crack cocaine into black communities and pumping heroin through the hood. Uh, that was their way of, of dismantling everything that you were uh, appearing to obtain uh, during the civil rights movement, you know, during the black Panther movement, all that stuff. Uh, that was their way of undermining you. And and so if you look around now, you look at a lot of kids now, I want you to notice now, um, if you look at a lot of young kids, say on loving hip hop, misguided kids, kids that don't have good parental structure at home, good support at home, little girls that maybe got molested because there wasn't a daddy in the house. I want you to ask yourself, I want you to pay close attention to how many of those children mentioned drugs as one of the reasons that their parents were not around. I would, give me a yes or no if you've noticed this. How many of those kids, if they talk about their mama, oh, my mama was hooked on crack, talk about the daddy, oh, my daddy went to jail for, for slang and dope, right? Um, and I and I'm and I wasn't spared that. Uh, both of my fathers were hooked on drugs, both of my daddies, my biological father. I came back uh, from uh, sorry, my uh, stepfather, the man who raised me. He's not really my stepfather. He's the man that raised me. He's the real man in my life who actually stepped to the plate and took good care of me, and uh, that's why I paid his house off last year. And that's why I love him. I do anything for this man. Uh, He uh, he dealt with a heroin addiction coming back from Vietnam. My biological father went to prison for drugs. Right, so drugs is it affects all of us, and so if you want to know why I risk hurting people's feelings and making people mad. Uh, when when people want to act like this all happened by accident, it's because I believe that we have to have real conversations about what drugs does to our people, what drugs does to our community. We also need to talk about why we allow big record labels to promote drugs like it's a good thing to promote Molly and percocet and heroin and crack like they, like it's cool again. you know has anybody has anybody noticed that that literally the drugs that we were scared of as children, are coming back and they're they're seen as cool now and and the kids don't know what they are in for, they don't know what it's like as Michael K Williams talked about so eloquently in his life, they don't know what it's like to be trapped by the drugs, you know you go back to that song, uh, uh, Curtis Mayfield I think who had that song I'm your mama I'm your daddy I'm that nigga in the alley right I'm I'm your best friend I'm your I am everything to you because I'm your pusher, or you, so it's either you worshiping the drug or you worshiping the pusher you worshiping both. Right, it could at that point when you got a, the push in your life and the drug in your life, you ain't got time to think about your children, you ain't got time to think about protecting your woman, you ain't got time to think about even yourself because the drug becomes your god, right? And, and so, 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 really, again, you know, uh, y'all know me, I'm not here to gossip about this man's death, I'm just not interested in people die every day, 7,000 people die in the United States every single day just because it's a Tuesday, so one person's death is what it's going to be, right? We're all going to die at some point. This happens every day. And I'm not, this is not a gossip platform. Uh, What this platform is for is it's a space where our goal is to elevate the conversation and learn as many lessons as possible. And God has given you lessons every single day. The question is, are you paying attention or are you too caught up in the nonsense to notice that you're getting clues everywhere as to what is causing the demise of your people? I mean, Michael K. Williams is a great man. I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but you don't, you don't know he was actually discovered by Tupac. Tupac Shakur discovered him. He was a dancer. Uh, Michael started off as a dancer. He uh, dropped out of school uh, to become a dancer, from what I understand. Uh, and Tupac actually saw his potential, believe it, as a dancer, which is kind of crazy, but yeah. And then he wiggled his way over into acting. Uh, but actually he was working at Pfizer, uh, of all places, uh, as a temp. as a temp, and then he left school and quit his job. And he decided to become a dancer and during that year when he was homeless uh he went to visit some record labels and stuff like that and he became a, a background dancer for a music tour I'm looking at some notes here from uh Kim Sims dance anthem uh too blind to see it and it uh they were so he got more work as, as a dancer etc and then he was given one of his first acting roles by discovered by being discovered by tupac uh who put him in the uh, 1996 film bullet I don't know if anybody remembers that movie bullet with Tupac in it and so uh, anyway, he uh, he basically went on to he got slashed in the face with the razor blade, that famous uh, slash across his face when he's about 25 years old. And apparently, I guess that worked to his advantage. And so everybody knows Omar Omar in the wire as the guy with the blade slash across his face. Um, the other thought that comes to mind when I think about this brother who was extraordinarily talented is, uh, you know, I really, really want you to kind of understand how sad it makes me. You know, when I see a young black man, I think he's about 54, and that's not exactly super young, but it's not old, right? He shouldn't have died at that age. And I, I really hate when we go down over things that are preventable. Um one of the biggest things I would tell you if you ask my opinion, if any young black man was to come up and ask me my opinion and to give give him the honest raw truth on life and say what do you really truly believe I should do with my life. I would say stay away from drugs. And if you can't stay away from alcohol, y'all have no idea how many black men I have seen who have died early because of drugs or alcohol who are doing 80 year prison sentences right now because of something they did while they were high, or while they were drunk. Uh, how many children are abandoned and not even being taken care of by parents who are too busy chasing dope to be, to be spending time with their kids. Uh, this is this is something this came up personally actually because I was actually asked to interview this Columbia professor by the name of Carl Hart. Carl Hart is a black dude who's the um, the head of the psychology department at Columbia, and Carl uh, was very open about his drug use. I think he talks about using meth and crack and heroin and all that shit just to just just to take the edge off. And that that pissed me off. That pisses drugs pisses me off. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I I am not an objective observer when it comes to drugs in the black community. You come in there talking nonsense. I can't. I I I have very little ability to be open minded about that particular area because it was so personal for me, right? And so, uh, in fact, drugs. I think. I believe drugs took my father from me. That's why I did not have a father because of drugs. So don't play with me when it comes to no damn dope. So this Carl Hart guy somebody's like, well, why don't you, you're a professor like him. And he's at Columbia. Didn't your daughter go to Columbia? Yeah. My, my, my daughter, my, she's my goddaughter, but she's really my daughter. Yeah. She went to Columbia and I respect Columbia professors, my friend, Chris Emden. I have a lot of friends at Columbia. Uh, would you like to interview Dr. Hart? I'm like, I was like, for what, for what, why the hell I want to sit here and have you convince me that that drugs are okay. Why? Well, I mean, what, what you want people to just try a little meth just to see what it's like. Do you know how many people die from that shit? You want you want us to just what, try heroin, heroin, because maybe your other uh, your other coping methods are, are not necessarily effective. Like you, so. So you you normally cope by taking a nap when you get stressed out. But how about you try some heroin? That'll make your naps a whole lot better. No, you don't play with that stuff, man. You don't play with that stuff. Now, again, I know people have different opinions and I respect that. And I'm not in any way here to tell anybody what to do, or what not to do. But God damn it. The writing is on the on the wall. The writing's on the wall. How many great black people got to go down because of dope for us to realize that we ain't got no margin of error to even play when it comes to that stuff? Seriously. I mean, you know, God bless Ice Cube, who, who's come in this platform before. I, Ice Cube, to me, gave the most effective uh, drug PSA in, in, in history when uh, it, back in 1988 when he made a song called Dope Man when he said, if you smoke cane, you a stupid motherfucker. Anybody remember that? <laughs> when I used to said that? And that was that was all he had to say With in my 17-year-old brain for me to understand, like, okay, you don't want to mess with drugs, right? Uh, and, and that was reinforced by my father, my father who tried every drug in the book, who would say to me, look at that guy over there. Yeah. You see that guy over there, homeless, look, uh, on the ground looking for food? Yeah. You want to be like him? No. Well, then stay away from that dope right? Sometimes the people who make the biggest mistakes can be the best teachers in the community because those are the guys who can tell a young kid, look, man, don't do what I did. Don't do what I did. You see, and what I want you to understand is that it's okay to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But what is not okay is when you make the same mistakes over and over again, and nobody gets a chance to learn from the mistakes. Nobody gets to learn from the mistakes because everybody wants to pretend like they are perfect or everybody wants to pretend like their favorite celebrity never made any mistakes in their life or that nobody wants to talk about how Whitney Houston died. I was like, this is a great opportunity to talk about how drugs can ruin a multi-billion dollar career. Whitney should be with us right now. She should be a billionaire. She should be up there with Jay-Z and Beyonce right now. Her and Bobby could have been. The original Jay-Z and Beyonce, but they're not. Why is that? Well, it's because drugs, drugs are kind of a hell of a thing, man. You know, drugs are drugs are kind of terrible. And so, so I would just say to you, I, I really implore that you hear me on this. And I don't even know if it's the right time to have this conversation or not. I just let God guide me to the discussion. I I, I don't fear man. Uh God, God, God has protected me since I was a baby. And and I really don't care if anybody thinks that I'm being rude. By talking about the obvious, by talking about the elephant in the room. But what I am going to hear, what I am here to say, and I think Michael K. Williams would appreciate this because I think that he would want, I know that if I was to go down like that, I'd want young people to learn from my mistake. And the thing I want you to really do is examine what drugs and alcohol have done to, to black people in this country, particularly the black man. Malcolm X used to say that the white man will sell you the liquor bottle and then lock you up for being drunk. They they will they will sell you the poison and then sell you the medication. They'll give you donuts in the front of the store and sell you diabetes medication in the back. Because so they will create the problem and then make themselves the hero for fixing the problem that could have been avoided in the first place. So if you want to know if you want me to summarize how what I thought what went through my brain when I heard about Michael K Williams, I did not say, "Oh man, what a sucker." I didn't say, I I didn't say, oh, wow, celebrity died. Let's, let's find out. Let's try to humiliate him and his family. No, you know what I did? I said, the best thing I can do for any young person listening who has their future in front of them or any person who respects anything that comes out of my mouth is to say, let's look at this. Let's do an autopsy. Let's do an autopsy on the life of Michael K. Williams. And let's look for the missed opportunities so that we don't have another Michael K. Williams. We don't have a a million Michael K. Williams type deaths happening 30, 40 years from now, because nobody ever took the time to self-examine. You must examine critically, Black people. When you're talking about things like, you know, on this platform, you guys know, we talk about things like building wealth and building family and all these other things. Well, guess what gets in the way of building wealth and, and building family? If you're hooked on dope, you can't build wealth, the dope dealer is going to build his wealth off of you and your addiction to the drug if you own dope you can't build family because the dope dealer and the drugs becomes your family that's why so many children were getting abandoned during the the crack era right when you get caught in the trap of drugs you are under a type of slavery that is even worse than anything your ancestors ever went through slavery is no longer the the, the whips and the chains Slavery comes from the, 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 the local drug dealer who's slanging that dope to you, and you're just trying it out because you're trying to have a little bit of fun. Next thing you know, you can't move forward in your life. You can't do anything because the drug has grasped your mind. So now slavery, the modern-day slavery, is slavery of the mind. Has anybody ever heard DMX talk about his struggle with drugs? Have you ever heard him talk about how he got hooked on cocaine at 15 and how he's been running away from cocaine his whole entire life and he can't get away? He can't get away from it. You know how scary that that should scare the shit out of you. Like that should I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. But that, when I hear that, when I hear some, I heard somebody, I literally, I kid you not, you ever get curious? Like sometimes I'll get curious and I'll I'll be like, I wonder what it's like. I wonder what happens when people smoke crack, what goes on? Now, fortunately, my wife is an expert on addiction. And at some point I'm going to bring her in. We're going to have a a pillow talk about that uh, because she actually teaches a class on addiction. And and I, I remember I asked the guy who was a crackhead, I said, what does it feel like to smoke crack? And you know what he said to me? He said, smoking crack. It's better than sex. And I said, God damn, I don't want to try anything that's better than sex. Like, you can keep that over. Like, no, I don't want to know it because sex is pretty good. I can't imagine something better than sex. Well, you see somebody get on heroin and it's like they are locked in a cage and they can't get out. They try to get off the drug. They're vomiting everywhere. They're having convulsions. They're sweating. Bodies just falling apart. That's that should scare the hell out of you. So I personally think the best thing we can do for our kids is really put them in a space where they can be warned about all these things as early as possible. Because let me tell you, the dope dealer is no longer that son of a bitch sitting on the corner. Right with a couple of gold teeth in his mouth. Now the dope dealers are Pfizer. Now the dope dealers are Moderna. Now the dope dealers are Johnson and Johnson. Now your, your, your dope dealers are, 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 are on the radio. Your dope dealers are your child's favorite rapper. They listen to Lil Uzi Bird or somebody like that. And those those are the those are the the mark, that's the marketing team, right? And all this. All of this stuff that's in this system, all this poison that's being sprinkled onto your children, this is done deliberately and is done without any regard for the future of your community. So if you don't take up arms and take the responsibility of protecting your children from the people who don't want your children to have a future, then guess what? Your children will have no future because you chose not to defend them. So if you think I'm going to sit right here And I I can tell you all day about how much I love Michael K. Williams. I can tell you all day about how talented he was. I can tell you how much of a great man he was. But I am not going to tell you all those things without also saying that we need to learn from the fact that his life ended before it needed to end. And this man had a tremendous amount of potential. I expected him to be around for another 15, 20 years as a great, the great actor that he was. And now that's not going to happen because somebody convinced him to try heroin 20 or 30 years ago. And apparently he has not been able to escape that trap. So be careful, black people, the traps, the things that trap you are very, very subtle. They don't do it in the light. They do it in the dark. They don't do it in an obvious way. you got to read between the lines. You cannot go through this life as a black person playing checkers. You need to learn how to play some chess. This is because the chess game has been going on since before you were born. And some of y'all out here are losing. Let's stop losing because we are not losers. RIP to Michael K. Williams. He was an extraordinary actor. I encourage you to go check him out in Boardwalk Empire. He did a great job in Lovecraft Country. The Wire was the greatest show in the history of television, if you ask me. This man has a lot to be proud of. It sounds like he accomplished quite a bit in his life. I'm extremely proud of that. And also the greatest accomplishments of his life, in my view, will be the fact that there will be thousands of young people who are going to learn from his mistakes And they're not going to make that mistake. So that's yet another contribution that this brother will make from the grave. And for that, I salute him. And I thank you for hearing me out on this very delicate issue. I'm going to get out of here, guys. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And also just reminding you, the All Black National Convention is happening at the end of October. That's when we're going to get together and have real raw conversations about blackness. I'm bringing together about 30 experts from all walks of life, from Dr. Claude Anderson on down. And we're going to literally plan out our future because this is our community. We are the government. We are the leaders. We are the ones who will take charge of all of this, whether it's educating our children, talking about our health talking about what we're going to do economically. We got this. We are smart enough to control our destiny. And if you agree with that, I hope you join us in Orlando, Florida, October 29th through November 1st. You can go to allblacknationalconvention.com. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button on your way out. And uh, once again, RIP to Michael K. Williams, brother. It's, it's I'm sorry to see you go. And uh, you guys have a wonderful day. I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, claim the Islam's cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to cold I for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own, educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we're on the CNN, DBTV, let's talk about negligence, ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence, please none of what you hear, half of what you see, let's break it down, here on Dr. the Voice TV, here we are.